A stupendous cheek, she said. I thought it must be a joke, and laughed with the greatest politeness. But it wasn't. You'll hardly believe it, but it wasn't. One of the whiskered ones said, That will be a great treat. And another put on the face that everyone wears at concerts. And I was so stunned that I sang, and Lady Ambermere beat time and the pug barked. She pointed a finger at Georgie. Never till the day of judgment, she said, when Lady Ambermere gnashes her beautiful teeth forever and ever, will I set foot in that house again, nor she in my house. I will set fire to it sooner. There, my dear, what a good lunch you have given me. May we play croquet at once? Lucia's garden parties were scheduled from four to seven, and half an hour before the earliest guest might be expected, she was casting an eagle eye over the preparations, which today were on a very sumptuous scale. The bowls were laid out in the bowling alley, not because anybody in Hightum's dresses was the least likely to risk the stooping down and strong movements that the game entailed, but because bowls were Elizabethan. Between the alley and the lawn nearer to the house was a large marquee, where the commoner crowd, though no crowd could be really common in Rhizome, would refresh itself. But even where none are common, there may still be degrees in rarity, and by the side of this general refreshment room was a smaller tent carpeted with oriental rugs, and having inside it some half-dozen chairs, and two seats which can only be described as thrones for Lady Ambermere or Olga Braceley, while Lucia's guru, though throne-worthy, would very kindly sit in one of his most interesting attitudes on the floor. This tent was designed only for high converse, and common guests, if they were good, would be led into it and introduced to the great presences, while for the refreshment of the presences, in intervals of audience, a more elaborate meal with peaches and four sorts of sandwiches was laid in the smoking parlour. Thus, those guests for whom audiences were not provided could have the felicity of seeing the great ones pass across the lawn on their excursions for food and possibly trip over the croquet hoops, which had been left up to give an air of naturalness to the lawn. In the smoking parlour an Elsevier or two were left negligently open, as if Mr and Mrs Lucas had been reading the works of Perseus and Juvenal when the first guests arrived. In the music room, finally, which was not usually open on these occasions, there were fresh flowers. The piano too was open, and if you had not seen the Elzevirs in the smoking parlour, it would have been reasonable for the early guests, if they penetrated here, to imagine that Mrs Lucas had been running over the last act of Siegfried a minute before. In this visit of final inspection, Lucia was accompanied by her guru, for he was part of the domestic dramatis personae, and she wanted him to be discovered in the special tent. She pointed out the site of his proposed discovery to him. Probably the first person I shall bring in here, she said, will be Lady Ambermere, for she is noted for her punctuality. She is so anxious to see you, and would it not be exciting if you found you had met before? Her husband was Governor of Madras, and she spent many years in India. 